ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Monday, May 6th edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Now, usually today we'd be at the Union Pop and Grill. Unfortunately, we're a little shorthanded. I don't have Dave Walsh with me today. I don't have my producer, Jason Toy, with me today. Because, well, you know, rain delays affect racing a lot more than they do football or other sports where they can probably get the game in. No, not racing. It rains to a point where you can't race. Uh, you're going the next day. So we're here at the studio today. But if we were at the Union Pub and Grill, I would have to remind you that we would be at 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington, where the Monday special right now is a $1.50 bottle and $2 call shots. You can get that every Monday at the Union Pub and Grill. So even though I can't be there tonight, not stopping you. Go hang out with all your friends at the Union Pub and Grill 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Got a crazy weekend to recap, don't we? Uh, horse racing. I didn't think I'd be talking this much about horse racing on the show, and I'm, I'm kind of going to get into it a little bit later on because you thought, okay, Kentucky Derby, great race. You're going to get a winner. That's great. We'll talk a little bit about the result. But no, this has been in the conversation, the national conversation, for a couple days now, and I don't think it's going to go away. And I don't know if this is really a bad thing for horse racing because, of course, the Kentucky Derby, it's a traditional race. It's been a long time, and it still, I think, has a lot of appeal to this day. And the ratings are up, even though we had a controversy, and that's probably part of the reason. But Country House is the victor, and, of course, Country House was declared the winner after maximum security was disqualified. It went back, looked at the replay, saw that there was some interference. I don't know if it was that much of a issue. It impacted the race. I don't think it did. I'm not an expert in horse racing, but maximum security declared not the winner. And so maximum security is going to skip the preakness and the owners of maximum security are going to file an appeal with the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission. I don't think that's going to get anywhere because the stewards pretty much have the say. They looked at the tape. They spent 20 minutes or so determined, you know what? Uh, your horse uh, interfered. Next horse up. Guess what? Congratulations. Country House is your winner. And a lot of people were interested in this race this year and it actually picked up Ratings-wise, it delivered a 10.925 overnight rating, which matched the 1992 number as the best overnight for a Kentucky Derby. And so we're looking at ratings that haven't been this good since 1990, 1992, because really, until we got a Triple Crown, not once but twice, a Triple Crown winner, I think a lot of people just tune in, okay, hey, here's the horse race. But people are interested again because we've had some excitement. And I don't think we're going to see a Triple Crown winner anytime soon. I said that the first time. But now it's back in our consciousness a little bit. And this is going to make it stay there because now you had a disqualification. People are actually talking about this. And so Maximum Security, they're hoping that they can get this overturned. I don't think it's going to happen, though, because... Here's the problem. We're days after the fact. The result was declared with the stewards that have the ultimate say. And let me tell you, if I have the winning ticket, I have the winning ticket of Country House, and I've cashed out, and a lot of people haven't because they didn't think they had the winning ticket. If I've got Country House's winning ticket and I've cashed out, I'm not giving that money back. Thanks, but no thanks. I'm keeping that. 
And then the people who won, if Maximum Security is declared the winner, I mean, how are we going to get their cash out? How are they going to get their payout? How does that work? I'm not an expert in that field, so I'm kind of curious, and I'm going to have to dig deep into that to, to learn more, because now I want to learn more. Because of this result, I want to dig into this more. I want to get into horse racing a lot more, and maybe, just maybe, I'm starting to see what you guys are talking about. Those of you who are in horse racing, I'm getting it now. I'm seeing it. This is this is fun. This is this is interesting because we got drama, horse racing drama. Well, the numbers are up. That's good. People are tuning in a little bit more and, and watching horse racing. And I'm sure a lot of people stuck around. Not as many, but a lot of people stuck around. I'm sure the rating because the ratings peak at the at the at the finish. People are tuning in. Okay, hey, they're running. Because I'm be honest with you, I'm not tuning in for all that pre-horse coverage. I'm not doing it. If the race on, let's watch. And I'm, th- I'm sure a lot of people will do that. A few minutes of their day, all right, I'm near the TV, I'm near the radio, let's listen, let's watch. And a lot of people did that. Tuned in, got the result, tuned out, and then probably later on social media, I'm sure, or news, sportscast, whatever, wherever they get their information, probably on social media quicker for a lot of people. Well, whoa, wait a minute here. Maximum security didn't win, and... All of a sudden, those who were maybe invested a little bit tuned right back in, jumped right back into this and followed the conversation and the news a little bit more. I think this is bad for the horse, good for the sport. Be honest with you, I know some, and I saw a lot of people maybe just chiding a little bit, critiquing it, commenting, voicing their displeasure, replays ruining everything. I'm talking about horse racing here. It is Monday, May 6, 2019. And the first thing we're talking about on this show, it's horse racing because that's in the conversation right now. That's one of the things that people are talking about. It's now interesting and fascinating. And you know what? If replay means you got it wrong and then you have to go back and look at it and got it right, so be it. I'm okay with that. I know there's the attraction, the lure of, hey, just let the officials call the game. Yeah, I get that. If it's beneficial to you, but if it's not beneficial to you, all of a sudden you're calling for replay. Wait a minute. Well, replay that. Yeah, you are. You know you are. So you can say replay's ruining sport and that's fine. I'm okay with it. Get it right. And if it's right, move on. But now we're talking about this. This is in the conversation. And I'm actually kind of into it. Triple Crown kind of got me back into it. Because, like, okay, are they going to win the second race? Oh, we could have a Triple Crown winner. Could win the third race. Now, I'm kind of disappointed, though, because Maximum Security is going to skip the Preakness. And I don't know if Country House is going to jump into the Preakness as well. Maybe we can get a rematch at the Belmont. How great would that be at the Belmont? We would have Maximum Security and Country House going after it one more time. I would play that up all day and all night. If I'm sitting there thinking, okay, how am I going to market this? Okay, Country House is, is going to be in this, great. Maximum Security is going to be in this, great. We're going to play that angle up. The horses don't care, but I, I'm going to make a rivalry out of this thing. I'm going to play it up, and a lot of people will be definitely interested to see how it plays out. Maybe Country House is going to try to make a run for the Triple Crown, but if I'm Maximum Security's owners right now, I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? I got nothing. The Preakness is not going to do anything for me. I'm not going to get any value out of this. Let's go and let's go win the Belmont. And that's why a lot of trainers, a lot of owners, a lot of people in the horse racing profession, they come in with a fresher horse in the Belmont. Okay, not going to win the Triple Crown. Let's go try to win the Belmont. We don't need the Preakness. We'll skip the Preakness. But really, for me, the Preakness always benefits from the Kentucky Derby because, all right, will this horse win the Preakness? Now, if the Kentucky Derby horse doesn't win the Preakness, 
I need something that's going to get me interested in the Belmont. Well, Country House and Maximum Security, that would help. Rematch with those two. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. I'll watch that. We got nothing going on. I'll watch that for a few. So horse racing. Yeah, believe it or not, we're talking about horse racing. Hey, we got a lot of things to get into. Marshall's getting into uh, the Conference USA softball tournament. They're going to be playing later this week. We'll tell you when they play also. Uh, we'll get into a couple of my favorite things to talk about. Football, more specifically the XFL. And you know what? Those Carolina Hurricanes keep winning. That's right. Over right now in the Sports Information Director's Office at Marshall University, my friend and good colleague to work with, Jason Coyer, sitting back right now. He's probably got his bunch of jerks t-shirt on. Well, guess what? He's going to have to get on the internet and order a new one. They've got a new shirt, and I'll tell you more about that later on as well. Of course, we've got the NBA and the NHL. We'll talk about all of that, and we'll talk about the XFL when we continue. Plus your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds true great taste, only 96 calories. The original light beer sponsors of our phone lines this hour. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, May 6th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. And joining me in studio now, Kendrick Communications Operations Manager, Big John. How you doing, man? Howdy, Paul. What's going on, buddy? I'm just hanging out, you know, doing a show today. We usually would today be at the Union Pub and Grill. Yeah. Dollar fifty bottles, two dollar call shots, all day, all night, every Monday. Why are we not down there right now? I'm We're not because you know the race, the NASCAR race, kind of ah, left us shorthanded. There you go. That's and right. Okay. I don't have Dave Walsh there, so it's no fun to go down there. I got you. All right. Well, I just want to come on to your uh, program first up and uh, say I think the horse race was a scam. Okay, number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great for racing. I love it. I think the horse race was a scam. Bumping is racing, even if it is a horse. You know, you know. I understand the rules, but I think that they they really angered a lot of people with this, and this is not going to go away. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the people were upset about this. It wasn't good. Are all the people upset, or just the people who lost? The people uh, who lost. Here's what I wondered, and you know, and uh, Brian Hughes and I were talking about this. The, imagine the people that tore their tickets up that was winning tickets. What did they do? I mean, did, were they money. just out? They were did. they just out? Is that it? That's it. Jeez. No ticket. Always hang on to your ticket. I, uh, I don't I always understand hang on to my that ticket. at all. Hey, I wanted to come in really uh, and, and just kind of congratulate you. And I don't know if you mentioned it to your listeners. Let me tell you what's going on. Uh, we here at Kinder Communications very proud of a couple of our radio stations. The West Virginia Broadcasters Association uh, held their banquets and awards. And Paul Swan was the talk show of the year recipient for The Drive, the very show you're listening to right now. So congratulations Thank to you, man. man. I appreciate it. That's I, uh, a very good thing. And I wanted to kind of officially bring that out and let everybody know besides me complaining about the horse race and stuff. No, you complain about the horse race. That's good. Uh, Eric Rains, our sister station, uh, of course, uh, the Planet picked up another win. It's two years in a row for the Planet to get Rock Station of the Year. So we're busy little people here at Kinder Communications, and we're always working on good programming for our listeners, just like uh, here on The Drive. I mean, every day you've always got something good going on. We're talking about sports and Things of that nature, but I just want to congratulate you publicly, personally. Uh, Billy and I did it on the morning show. Oh, where thanks, I, I man. do the dog. You know, we congratulate this morning. Thank so, you. well, it was early. You know, yeah, I was so. sleeping. But it's a good thing. And listen, uh, I just appreciate you taking time to work as hard as you do. And uh, ESPN ninety four point one FM AM nine thirty. We're uh, always about sports and doing the right thing, keeping Marshall alive and uh, making it happen. And that's what it's all about. 
for folks here in the tri-state area. So congratulations to you, brother. Appreciate that, man. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, it was. Uh, That's hard work, man. I mean, do, if people don't realize how hard it is doing a show like this every day. And uh, when you get a little, a uh, little, little pat on the back from somebody outside of your building, that's a good thing, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's been nice. Um, got a uh, came in here today, felt a lot of love. Uh, you know, uh, your coworkers, they can make your day a lot brighter. Well, sure. Yeah, and uh, like it was great just walking in here. Today. There you go. There you go. And again, uh, talking, uh, uh, you know, horse racing. Okay, I'll let it go this year, but it better not happen again. I didn't lose any money or anything. I'm just saying. What are you going to do if it happens again? What are you going to do? Well, I watched the NASCAR race today, and uh, you know they tore up some sheet metal up in, uh, you know, at the Monster Mile. They had to do their rain-delayed race. Martin Truex came out on top, so that was good. So, you know, but I'm still th- thinking that poor horse, man, that, that rider, man. I mean, those guys, that had to be so horrible to get, get a wind pulled away from you. And all those people tearing them tickets up, walking out with their mint juleps. It was a bad day. <laughs> You keep your ticket. You always keep your ticket. That's a bad day, Paul. I'm telling you. Hey, what's worse, thinking you won and then, no, my horse didn't win, Yeah. or thinking you lost and realizing your horse won and you don't have the ticket anymore? Anyway, you know, and here's the funny thing. We were actually at the, at the WVBA watching it. They piped it in and put it on the big screens. So we all, you know, everybody got to watch it. It was amazing. There was one guy in the building. Said them horses can't bump. That's uh, that's illegal. They'll disqualify him, and he was right. You know who it was? Who was it? Spencer Atkins. No, Channel Thirteen. No, Spencer was the guy who said that's illegal. Nobody in the in the entire place caught it. So you know, if I'm going to go for racing knowledge, I'm going to skip our good friend Jason Toy and go mm-hmm. to him. He lives it. I mean, yeah, but he he he. Uh, no, uh, Jason would have followed the, whatever rule it was. To me, it's like, dude, you should have let that guy win. Yeah, no, thinking. no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I want knowledge. I want Spencer Atkins. <laughs> yeah, that's who I'm gonna go with. Let's go get Spencer, the weather guy. Yeah. Right, come on, Spencer. Hey, he's the he's the tri state's only sports ready or sports capable weathercaster. That's right. So, but anyway, I just want to kind of pop in. I didn't mean to interrupt your oh, show. No, you're good. You know, we talked a little bit about some horse racing here, NASCAR today, and you know, yeah, how'd that, that go? By the way, that was over on our our sister station. Uh, result just oh, came it was in. a great, it was a great race yeah yeah i mean it was a killer you know truex did a great job with the race and he started he actually got penalized and flagged to the back of the track he got flagged totally the back of the race and worked his way up so that worked out well oh, that's amazing yeah had a good car yeah and then um our very own jason toy was uh he was actually pit, there on pit road on talking pit road. yeah yeah so that worked out well so uh we'll um hopefully get him back in here uh, i you know i try to get him to come on the show sometimes he's always been i mean he sits five feet from me and he's always busy <laughs> Well, he's that's doing what he's something. telling you, Paul. I know. He's, it's his period. Like, hey, why don't you come on? That's what he's telling I'm you. I'm busy. So he might be telling you that. What are you busy doing, really? What are you busy really doing? You know, I'll find some weird sports coming in, bowling or something. I'll come in uh, one okay. day, and I'll just we'll just make this a habit maybe once a week to come in. Just pop in, yeah. Talk some weird stuff, so okay, we'll, we'll do, do that. that. We'll do yeah. that for you. I mean, that, that actually would fit the MO of the show someday. I'm, I'm game. Okay, we can do that. Is your clock right behind you? Uh, no, it's not. It's uh, 5.25 p.m. Okay, I was going to say, that's kind of, if it's really 4 o'clock, that, that can't be right. Okay, we got to fix that. Well, see, the clock's behind me now. More so things I, I got to I don't fix. get to use it anymore, so I don't notice it. More things I got to fix. Yeah, All you right. got to fix the clock. You got to, uh, you know, you see some things in here in that studio that are broken. You know, can you fix that for me as well? Working on it. Okay. I appreciate we'll that. All right. Well, congratulations Thanks, to you, sir. brother. I appreciate it. Very good. Big John over on uh, our sister station, uh, 93.7 The Dog, and uh, Big John and Company. I, I had to actually wake up one day and listen to that, you and Bill Cornwell. It's a hoot. Yes, it is. So um, horse racing is a sham, according to John. We got a lot of things. Uh, you know what? He, since he's still in the building, uh, what are you watching, hockey or are you watching NBA or neither? 
Uh, I've been doing some hockey since yeah. you're pulling me back to the microphone here. Yeah, yeah. real quick. Um, who are you rooting for? Rooting for Columbus or Boston tonight? Well, originally I had Pittsburgh on my list. Yeah, but, so uh, no, you can't do that. But, uh, you know, honestly, Columbus. Okay, taking Columbus. Yeah. And, um, I just think that they're uh, they're destined for this thing, man. I think that they can they can pull this off. They've struggled here the last couple of games, but they're doing all right. Though. They'll get there. So uh, All right, and the other question before I let you go, because uh, you, be careful how you answer this one. Yeah. Uh, San Jose or Colorado? Well, I don't know. Now you're tossing me. I, I'm not following a whole lot of b-ball right now. So okay. So uh, San Jose and Colorado. This is hockey. Yeah. Just pick one. San Jose. How's that? Okay. I have no idea. You go tell. Uh, you go tell uh, Eric Rains out there. <laughs> oh, who, see, you're trying to get in a big fight. I'm just here, telling right? you right you're now. Not... You picked the wrong team. You, he's wearing a Colorado Avalanche <laughs> I shirt. I don't follow a lot. So I yeah, can see no, that. yeah. Okay. All right. I can see that. We got more on the way. It's the drive. <laughs> ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9:30. You're listening to the drive with Paul Swan, the 2019 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Best Talk Show on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9:30. Welcome back to the Monday, May 6th edition. The drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And as a reminder, usually again, we're always at the Union Pub and Grill on Monday. Well, uh, we're shorthanded today. Race, rain delays, people not being here. You know, okay, so we can't be there. But that's no excuse for you not to be there. 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington every Monday. The specials are $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. It's the Union Pump and Grill. It's where your friends hang out always at 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. I miss Herb in the game today. We'll get back to them next week. So football, it was a thing that was tried after the NFL season by the Alliance of American Football, who decided they wanted to jump out in front of the XFL and try to Maybe get a head start on them. They got a partnership with CBS Sports. They were on CBS Sports Network. Maybe not the biggest platform to be on, but you're on. You had some interesting games the first couple of weeks. Got to see the old ball coach. And you thought, okay, this is maybe something that could be okay. It could be fun. Or maybe not. People tuned in. Curiosity. couple weeks. All right. This is okay. I'm not necessarily going to be all about this. And, yeah, the ratings were doing okay, but... They just couldn't get the fans in the stands, maybe in some venues. Others were doing fine. And they just didn't plan, I think, effectively. Uh, Their partners um, really pulled the plug on this thing, and they burned through their cash. It just failed. Mid-season, it just collapsed. Now, come the XFL, the second go-around for Vince McMahon of WWE fame, who tried this the first time around. And I was into it the first time. I was excited. Maybe they went about things the wrong way. It didn't really last. So they're going to try this again, and they've been really focused on, okay, how do we make this better? How do we learn from our mistakes? How do we learn from the Alliance of American Football's mistakes? How do we do this? Well, first of all, you get a good media partner. And today the XFL announced they've got multi-year agreements with ESPN and Fox Sports to televise XFL games starting with the 2020 season. XFL games will air weekly on broadcast, which will be ABC and Fox. And those will be complemented by games on cable, which will be ESPN, ESPN2, FS1, and FS2. So really, already, the footprint is a lot larger for the XFL. The networks are taking a gamble here. And not just CBS Sports Network, where, okay, we need some programming. It's 
ESPN and Fox Sports. Pretty much the three right now, in my mind, that get the most attention for me are ESPN, Fox Sports, and NBC Sports Network. Not in that order, though. I'm honestly going to tell you this. I'm watching primarily because of what sport I like. I'm watching more, at the moment anyway, NBC Sports Network. And ESPN. I like the ESPN Plus platform. I haven't watched much of it since the hockey went off of it. But I keep it around. It's not a bad product. So those are my two go-tos. If there's a game on I like, I'll watch Fox. So those are my three right now. Now, when you're on ESPN, the biggest thing going on is what's on ESPN. So if the XFL is playing on ESPN... What are they going to talk about after the game's over? The thing that was just on ESPN. Makes perfect sense. You're going to get more people talking about it. ESPN's going to have it as a product. They're going to be compelled to to show it. They're going to be compelled to promote it. They're going to do a lot of things that maybe CBS Sports Network couldn't. Same thing with Fox. And Fox is looking at this as, okay, this is great alternative programming. We need programming for Fox Sports. We need programming for FS1 and FS2. Same thing for the cable networks. ABC will show some games. ESPN will show some games. ESPN2 will show some games. I mean, heck, the XFL's got a better television package than Conference USA right now. I wish Conference USA had a slice of this as far as exposure is concerned. The XFL, I don't know if it's going to last one year, two year, or even more. But they've got a good start because right now they're on what they need to be on. ESPN and Fox Sports. That's it. You can get away with being hockey and not being on ESPN. I think NBC's done a good job, but imagine what if hockey was on ESPN, how much better it would be. Because let's be honest, they are doing good with what they've got with NBC Sports Network, but the visibility. And you know what? To ESPN's credit, they're talking about more. We've got the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight. We've got NBA playoffs tonight as well. Milwaukee's taking on Boston tonight, 7 o'clock. That's on TNT. You know, that's another player there. More of an NBA player, you know, the Turner Network's more of an NBA player at the moment. But Golden State taking on Houston, that's on TNT as well. And then you've got the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs tonight. Boston at Columbus, NBC Sports Network at 7. And then you keep it right there. San Jose is at Colorado, and that's a 10 o'clock game tonight. So a lot of late-night action, a lot of uh, basketball and hockey. And right now, if you're the XFL, you want a piece of that? All right, I want some action. And when the NBA playoffs are going on right now and the XFL's playing, it's good counter-programming, right? It's like, okay, NBA playoffs are on ESPN or TNT. All right, we got this ESPN2 thing. We'll throw those games over there. Fox Sports is like, okay, you know what? We don't have we got baseball, but we don't have any of that other action right now. We don't have NBA. We don't have NHL. Hey, we got some XFL. We'll throw that on. It'll be good counter-programming. Not directly against those leagues, however. It's just... You know, we don't have anything going on at this time of year, so why not go with it? Vince McMahon, give him credit. You uh, you might not like all of his business products. You might not like all of his practices as well. I mean, you might not be a big wrestling fan. You might not be a fan uh, of all the things he's done in the past, but I'll give him credit. They are actually approaching this as if this is an important endeavor. Not, hey, we're just going to compete with the NFL, and here we are, and we're going to be great. You're going to love us. No, it's like, okay, we're going to build this thing. We're going to do what we didn't do right the first time. We're actually going to go play some football. We're not going to have the antics of the XFL, the old brand. You know, the scrum for the ball. Uh, no, we don't need that. We we don't need that. Instead, you know, give me some compelling, interesting gameplay. And again, this is an alternative. This is not going to be an NFL competitor. I'm sorry. This is not going to be. You're going to have a long uphill battle if you are going to be a true competitor to the NFL. You might be an alternate version of football that I might enjoy because, let's be honest, 
every year I've got Canadian football I can watch. I can watch Canadian football. If I really need some football. Now, why do I watch Canadian football? Let me give you a hint. I don't. Hey, there's a Marshall player on that team. Okay, I'm going to look at that a little bit. But ultimately, no, I'm not going to watch this. And I have a feeling that unless the the gameplay is just that compelling, I'm going to tune into this, say, okay, there's a Marshall player on that team. I'm going to keep an eye on that game. I, I, I have nothing better to do. I'm going to watch that. I'll keep an eye on it, see what's going on. Hey, this might actually be, a if this thing lasts, again, like the Alliance of American Football was trying to be, this could be a great restart for some players. You were marginal, you didn't get onto an NFL roster, you didn't make a practice squad, but you're still playing so that you've got current tape. Something could happen, there could be an injury, you could have a case for filling a spot. Or, since the schedules really don't conflict as much, again, training camp going on and all that stuff, XFL going to be playing in those months that NFL's not, I can see maybe a guy or two making it up from the XFL over to the NFL. It could happen. So it's compelling that all of a sudden the XFL is looking more and more like a sure bet, and thanks in part to the Alliance of American Football just doing an about-face and falling on the floor. Plain and simple. If you don't have the war chest to do this, because you're going to be a loss leader for a while, you're going to lose money. You've got a new product. You're launching, and this isn't like I've got a franchise in a new league uh, where, no, this is the league. We own everything. We run it all. We own the teams. We own it all. It's not me and several other owners sitting here, okay, we've got a league. We've put it together. I've got my team. I'm taking care of my team. You're taking care of your team, and let's see how this works, and you've got multiple entities trying to put this thing together. No. The concept was, hey, the Alliance of American Football, you know, we run the whole thing. Yeah, none of this other stuff is going on. We run it all. We take care of it all. No, you didn't do a good job. So, unfortunately, we don't have the Alliance of American Football championships coming up. I'm disappointed, but I do have NBA and I've got Stanley Cup action. And speaking of Stanley Cup action, I have to now reluctantly follow the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm going to have to get me a t-shirt, and I'll tell you what that t-shirt is, and I'll tell you why I'm going to do that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Every Monday, except for today, we're at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington, enjoying $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. Well, okay, Dave Walsh does not get the $1.50 bottles or the $2 call shots. Instead, he goes and gets all of the beer on tap. I can say that because he's not here, and it's true. We'll be back at the Union next Monday right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you guys being with me on this Monday. I wish I was at the Union. I'd be up the front porch right now, the front lobby. You know what? I actually probably just done the show on the street. It's such a great Chamber of Commerce day here in beautiful downtown Huntington, where I think I'm just going to have to talk to management, see if I got any pool around here. We can, we can start doing some, some patio shows. See, that used to be a thing. That's I'm like, hey, why am I back here every Thursday, Woody Woodrum? And he, former host of, co-host of the show, he would say, Yeah, I'm I'm going south in the sun. I'm going to the I'm going to the concert and I'm just gonna do the show out there. Yeah, I can see why he would do that now. So beautiful day. I wish I was uh, enjoying it. I'm gonna be enjoying it as well as you are soon as 
the show is done, but thanks for tuning in. All right, let's get into some hockey. So I've got to do some shopping. i got to get my shirt now. I've got to get a new shirt. I've got to jump on the Carolina Hurricane band. Well, I was hoping that maybe I would get gifted one of these. I know enough Hurricane Carolina fans. Yeah, I know I said Hurricane Carolina. Carolina Hurricane fans. I bunch of jerks. And that's the thing. Uh, this whole thing started, if you haven't been following along, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes have been doing some fun things. They're actually, heavens forbid, going out, having fun on the ice, doing all kinds of crazy celebrations and things like that, just having some fun. And so longtime hockey commentator and loudmouth and terrible dresser, Don Cherry, I love Don, but still, just blasted him, just called him a bunch of jerks for what they were doing. It's professional hockey. You know what? Have some fun now and then. They didn't insult you. They didn't They didn't call your mama out or anything like that. they just having some fun. And so Don goes after him. You know what the, Her- the Carolina Hurricanes do? They put it on a T-shirt. Of course they do. They put it on a T-shirt. Bunch of jerks. And so they're getting 13,000, 14,000 showing up. That's pretty good, right? That's not a bad crowd. So now they're doing well in the playoffs. They're, They're advancing. They might actually have a legitimate shot here. And the crowds are swollen. They're up to the 17, 18,000. They're, they're getting up there now. Fans are excited. They're, they have a reason to be excited about Carolina Hurricanes hockey. And Don Cherry is just now busting them again. Said that these are front-running fans. That's what he said on his, uh, I didn't even know his show was still on the air. These people are front-running fans as far as I'm concerned. And now the Hurricanes have said, all right, guess what? We're going to put that on our T-shirt. So now the new T-shirt is a bunch of front-running jerks. He's just printing money for these people. The Carolina Hurricanes are just printing money. And Ron McLean, I like Ron, one of the uh, gentleman broadcasters in sports. Big fan of him. I'm still a big fan of Don Cherry, but I think Don needs to actually just have some fun now. Ron McLean chimes in with, hard not to embrace it, though, isn't it? And here's what Cherry replies in his grumpy, I used to be somebody, but all I'm known for now is my terrible looking bleached beard job and my terrible looking suits. I don't embrace nothing. I said they look like a bunch of jerks being fish in the water, a bowling ball. This is professional hockey and no sport in the world does it except them. And it comes down from the top. I want to entertain the fans. The fans there now. The 17, 18,000. They're front runners. They're there because they win, not because they fish. Okay? That's it. Easy, big boy. Easy. Easy. Let me tell you how this works. If your team is not winning, your fans are probably going to say, I will be back when you win. Now, you will have your core group of fans. These will be people who show up no matter what. They're there for you. They're there. They're going to suffer through the low the losing. They're going to suffer through all that because they like telling the people who show up afterwards that you're front runners. Now you see the team, the team is trying to do things to get people to fill the seats. Winning, winning hockey games helps doing things that make it fun. Hey, come to the hockey game. It's fun. We're having a good time. You think minor league hockey, you think I go to a minor league hockey game because the team's winning or losing? Or I go to a minor league baseball team because the team's winning or losing. You think I'm doing that? Minor league baseball? I'm not there because they're going to win a championship. I'm there because it's fun. I'm having a good time. Carolina fans, they're back on board with this. Hey, these guys are pretty fun. We're having a good time. And there, here he is. Here he is. Don Cherry. 
all that's right with the world, the, the standard bearer, the guardian of everything that should be. The same guy that doesn't have a problem with guys going out and beating the bejeebas out of each other. Oh, that's hockey. No, that's fighting. I want to see hockey. Yeah, I like I like physicality of hockey, but you know what? Let's play the game and let's not worry about guy giving another guy a concussion all the time and thinking, hey, that's great for the sport. So I like it. The fact that the Carolina Hurricanes are just right now embracing it. Imagine if you had a commentator, I would fall into this, a columnist, a reporter, a pundit, a talking head, a scribe, just beating down your favorite team, just talking trash because he or she has no better reason. Just nothing. Nothing to talk about. Nothing going on. Instead, it's like, I'm just going to rain down misery all the time because I'm just, I'm miserable. And this is Don Cherry for you. And then that team said, you know what? You be miserable. We're going to print t-shirts. What if I said something about Marshall and then they go over there and they you know what, Swan? Yeah, I keep saying that. We're going to print t-shirts. We're going to print t-shirts all day. And if you say something new, we're going to print a new round of t-shirts. Same thing with anybody else. They're going to print t-shirts. Plain and simple. How do you like that? I mean, you don't have to like what they're doing with the Carolina Hurricanes. You don't have to like it. But I don't think you have to keep harping on it and harping on it. They're just celebrating. They're having fun. Uh, it's not they're being disrespectful because really a lot of the things they're doing, they're not disrespecting the other team. They're out there having fun after the game. They're celebrating. And I haven't seen anything that's been truly disrespectful, anything that I thought to myself that – like, you know what, guys? You know, you guys are pushing it. And something else. Right now, what do we have in Carolina that the other teams desperately want? We've got fans. we got fans showing up. we got fans who are showing up, cheering on the Carolina Hurricanes. They're being loud. And according to some sources, it's the loudest building in the place, in the league. It's, it is. It's the loudest building in the league. And I've got more than one Carolina Hurricane fan who tells me that this place is rocking or are excited about this and this have bought in on this whole fact that here's this team that wasn't even supposed to be making it out of the first round. And look at them now. Look at where they're at now. So I'm sorry, Don Cherry. I'm a big fan. I am. Maybe I'm just more of a fan of the wardrobe than Don Cherry. I don't know. I'm going to have to reevaluate that. Isn't it the loudest voice always has the worst wardrobe? And think about it. The guy with the loudest opinion has the worst suits, ties. Don Cherry, he's got the worst wardrobe in the business, and he's the loudest voice. And you know what? That's fine because for a lot of people, all they know Don Cherry as is a guy with a terrible suit and an opinion. That's it. Nobody knows Don Cherry for anything other than terrible suits, big mouth that won't shut up. I mean, where's the substance here? I mean, you've got people who are in the business, they, they cover sport, they do have opinions, but they also have, I think, a little sense about them. You can criticize a team, you can critique a team, you can criticize, critique, you can do that. It's fair. But when you're just being grumpy because of some perceived notion that what they're doing doesn't sit well with you and your perception of, of how it should be, or you're just being grumpy, I don't like that. You know, there's a lot of things I don't like at Marshall. There's a lot of things I don't like with the Cincinnati Bengals. These are teams that I follow, the Bengals being more of a team that I am a fan of uh, in a non-professional manner. And yeah, you know what? Guess what? Right now, um, Canada hasn't won a Stanley Cup since the Montreal Canadiens knocked out the LA Kings in 1993. 
and it's going to be another year before Canada gets another sniff. And I think um, I think that's what you got right now. You got a Canadian commentator. How dare this Southern team, this team from the hinterlands of Carolina, challenge for a Stanley Cup? Thank you, Don Cherry. I appreciate it. I just now need to get me one of those T-shirts. Bunch of front-running jerks. That's going to do it for this edition. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow for another round here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.